This is Mental Health and You with WCPA. We're your hosts, Taylor Kennedy, Caitlin Schaefer, and Jacqueline Simplecamp. Our podcast covers mental health topics for you. From us, licensed mental health professionals. Let's get to this week's episode. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Mental Health and You. Jacqueline and I are bringing you another duo episode today. We can't wait for Caitlin to come back next week, but for now, we're on our own. We're going to talk about toxic positivity today. I feel like toxic positivity is kind of a newer phrase, but the concept of it has been around for a long time. I recently noticed the words toxic positivity more on social media and also in conversation with my adolescent and young adult clients. Me too. And I'll be honest, I've heard a few perspectives on this whole toxic positivity concept. Some people really believe in it and others not so much. And maybe it's just me or what I've heard. Not sure about you, Jacqueline, but I've definitely heard some frustrations with it, some disbelief, but you're right. It's kind of maybe a newer perspective and that's why. That's actually really helpful for me, though, to hear that there's other perspectives because I feel like I've heard a very biased perspective. Like people are mad about it. They don't like it. They think it's harmful. So, yeah, hearing the other side of it, though, is really interesting and helpful, too. Yeah, there's definitely more. I've heard more negatives than positives, but that's why I think it's kind of cool that we get to do an episode over it today. This will be a good conversation. I'm like even more excited now. So I think in general, it would be helpful for us to define what toxic positivity means just so that you guys, our listeners, can understand exactly what we mean when we use this phrase. Toxic positivity is the belief that no matter how horrible or difficult a situation is, that person needs to maintain a positive mindset no matter what. Doing this might sound helpful at first, but really it has the potential to invalidate the emotions surrounding a difficult experience or time in one's life. And actually, this can be self-imposed too. So someone might believe that they always need to be positive and pretend like everything is fine when really it's not. In general, I feel like it's kind of that good vibes only mentality. Mm -hmm. It's the belief that no matter how extreme this situation is or how challenged you are, there is a way that you can maintain that positive mindset. And at the root of toxic positivity is that belief that this is how people should be and that one should approach life like this and approach life difficulties like this. Right. And we don't love shoulds. Shoulds are very problematic. And I think those itself are very related to toxic positivity. I hate shoulds. Stop shoulding on yourself. You know, toxic positivity could be listening to someone's situation and saying something like, oh, it could be worse or saying everything happens for a reason, which just kind of dismisses everything that they're going through. Yeah, there's a wide variety of phrases people use with toxic positivity and like towards themselves or towards someone else. And it doesn't always have to be directed towards themselves and their hard situations. We often, you know, put it onto others as well. And it's something that we project onto them. And again, kind of going back to the idea that this is how the individual should be viewing the challenge anyways, but really you're minimizing their hardship. And I think too, if we have our own shoulds for ourselves and sometimes we project that onto other people. And even if we handle a situation one way, we can't expect someone else to do the same or to experience the same emotions as us. And so we really need to keep that in check too. We have to check ourselves and make sure we're truly providing what's best for them, not just what we feel they should be doing or how they should be behaving. And it can be hard because, you know, when we don't know what to say to ourselves or someone else who is in a hard situation, 
it kind of leaves us fumbling and like pulling at straws because we want to help, but don't know how to. I think a lot of it stems from people wanting to help or even us wanting to help ourselves, but we need to do it in a sensitive and appropriate way and not come off like we're invalidating other people's emotions or we're just telling them to get through it when it's actually really difficult. And so again, that's just something to be very mindful of. Well, I think that's the really important point we're trying to make here is that this idea of toxic positivity often stems from good intentions and they're trying to be helpful. However, it's not helping the situation or the individual in any way. And again, the intention is positive to reframe this negative situation for them or find a way for them to view it in a more positive light, maybe. But really, it's toxic and it really hurts more than it could ever help. Well, that's the thing. I think people think they're being helpful by trying to stay on the positive side, which again, can be helpful. But sometimes we really just need validation or acknowledgement that the situation isn't great or that we're going through a tough time. Yeah. And toxic positivity rejects those difficult emotions and replaces them with these cheerful, often falsely positive facades. Yeah, facade. Like if you're wearing that mask, other people are going to think then that they have to feel that way too, or that they have to put on a positive front when really they're struggling inside. And I think we need to also value authenticity and vulnerability and that sort of thing. So we can't, yeah, we can't always be wearing that mask. So we've talked through some examples already, but you might be wondering what can toxic positivity look like? I think a big one we've heard this year is people saying that quarantine was a time to learn a new skill or improve themselves in some way when really like we were going through at the beginning of a pandemic. Okay. Like that was hard and not something we've done before. So I don't know why the focus was, oh, you should be your best self or you need (laughs) to be making all these improvements. (laughs) These are literally unprecedented times that we have never gone through, but be positive, learn a new skill, redo your house. It's going to be great. Like what? No, this, this is hard. I know. Like, is it realistic for anyone to have been their best selves during that time? I don't think so. Just expecting that of everyone, I think, leans towards toxic positivity for sure. Yeah. So some other good examples I heard were like, just stay positive. Look on the bright side. We have more time at home, more time with family. Everything happens for a reason. I'm like, oh my goodness. Or we can just say life is really hard right now. And I'm right here with you. We're all struggling. You're on alone. I know. That phrase, everything happens for a reason, really gets me because it just hits me as like invalidating. Like, okay, yeah, we can rationalize things however we want, but that doesn't change the experience that someone is having. I feel like you had a knee-jerk reaction when I said that phrase. Like your face got all tight. You're like, did you just say everything happens for a reason? I was like the exorcism your head was going to turn around. But honestly, you're right. Toxic positivity denies people authenticity. And with toxic positivity, you're either denying yourself or someone else that authentic support. And that authentic support is what humanity, like what we need as human beings to cope when navigating challenges. And it's impossible when we don't have this validity and don't have that authentic support to really navigate challenges effectively. And that can easily and almost undeniably will have an impact on your mental health to some capacity. Right. And kind of related to that. So people 
as we all know, go through trauma or serious situations and using toxic positivity can be very harmful, especially for people going through adverse situations like that. Yeah. So things like losing a loved one or experiencing abuse of some sort, people may try to make them feel better by having them focus on the positives or holding out hope for the future. But this in itself can be harmful because we must validate experiences that people go through, which I know we've already said, but it really is that important. So saying it's okay to grieve a loved one or you need to take time for yourself is more appropriate. Or if you notice someone might be in an abusive situation at home or something, you can say, hey, I'm worried about you or I want to help you get help. Toxic positivity can be glossing over real issues and that can certainly be harmful to our mental health. Yeah. And I think some other unintended consequences that we should mention are that when we deny that authentic support, right? And we gloss over these real issues and stressors in people's life. It can cause a lot of guilt and, you know, prevents personal growth for them. And it it can be shaming because we place a super positive, cheerful light on a really negative thing for them. And it almost shames those negative emotions and denies that authentic human emotion to them. Like I mentioned, like it's just denying them part of being a human because as humans, we are literally designed and wired to be emotional beings. We are designed to feel our feelings and experience emotions. So denying that from yourself or denying someone else that is not healthy. Being a human, thank you. (laughs) That is truly just a basic concept. And I don't know why people are shamed for just being human. I feel like it, if anything, can be relatable. Oh, wow, you have emotions. You've had hardships too. Wow, that makes you a little bit more approachable than just the facade like we talked about earlier. That's right. That's what I like to think. Or even feeling like you have to ignore negative emotions or like you shouldn't be having them at all. It just kind of relates to what Taylor already said. It's completely normal and healthy to allow yourself to feel sadness and anger, for example. I think what you're kind of getting at was like that shame piece. It makes it feel as if you shouldn't feel that way. Should, shouldn't, again, Mm -hmm. hate it. It's just not a healthy way to facilitate growth for yourself or another individual. So now I'm wondering if any of our listeners are thinking like, oh, shoot, I think I've spread toxic positivity before. Honestly, I'm sure we all have. Just admitting it, I probably have too. I don't think it's intentional. And it's kind of normal in our culture too. Like I think it's actually a huge problem. But I think if we recognize that we're not acknowledging how the person is feeling enough, we can correct that. I think it's a bigger issue when someone knows that they're doing it and they don't stop. Absolutely. Once you're aware and then you choose not to change or grow, that's a whole different story than if you were just uneducated or didn't know, became aware, and then made changes. That shows more about your character and who you are as an individual, in my opinion, because you're right, Jacqueline. I 120% can tell you at some point in my life, I probably gave toxic positivity to myself or someone else. I gained knowledge and tried to make changes, and in time, now I don't. I do still get caught doing it to myself. Like I'm human. I'm not perfect. There are times when I have tried to motivate myself with toxic positivity, realized that was not reality and had to go back and rework that challenging situation so that I could develop the positive outlook on the situation. But I had to acknowledge the hardships first, right? So yeah, you're right. As humans, we've all done it, but 
growth happens through making changes once we're aware. So if you're, you are having that, oh shoot moment, like Jacqueline mentioned, it's okay. It makes you again, a human being. Ignorance. We can work with that because that just means you don't know and you weren't aware of it, but it also means that you're willing to learn and like you want to do better. And I do think it's a different and probably bigger issue if you don't want to learn, if you don't want to grow from that. So I really like how you put that. I think that willingness to grow is just huge. And, you know, there are a lot of ways that we can provide support to people who are in these challenging situations. And that's through encouraging, validating, supporting, and sitting with them in it, not denying or rushing them through the hardships. So yeah, I think the message here is that we need to validate other people's emotions and experiences, which I know we've said a lot already, but that really is one of the most powerful things that we can do. And let's not forget our own emotions and experiences either. We don't need to make our emotions seem small or like they shouldn't be happening. Even if something quote unquote big didn't necessarily happen, we're entitled to just not feeling the best or saying straight up that we're having a bad day or we're in a negative mindset. No one is going to be happy 24-7. No, I feel like that's literally impossible because that's just not reality. I think that the good, the bad, the ugly, along with the great, the upbeat, the joyful moments, that's life. Life is a roller coaster. Life's supposed to be up and downs. If it was always up, where do you grow? If you only had positive, how would you know the, you know, the valleys? You don't actually appreciate the peaks unless you know those hardships, in my opinion. So I think that's a good point to make that even if it doesn't feel big to someone else, it can be a big deal to you. If it's forcing you to grow and outside of your comfort zone, that's okay. And also, I want to say this whole concept of having a bad day or being in a negative mindset is normal. That's where that phrase like, oh, you woke up on the wrong side of the bed. Sometimes we're just having a bad day. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. And what you were just talking about, it kind of leads into perspective. It's all about perspective. And we all view things differently and experience things in a different way. I also want to address how we can all cope if we feel like someone is pushing toxic positivity onto us, or even if we're doing it to ourselves. I think the key here is communication. Let someone know if what they're doing isn't helping you or is making you feel guilty for how you feel. It's a really good idea. It's hard to do. But it's a really good idea to know that you have the option. So now that we are aware of toxic positivity, knowing that you have the option to say, hey, yeah, that's great. I'll get to that positive place eventually. But right now, can I just be sad? Or can can you just sit with me in it? Um, we'll help them to learn as well. Because life's all about growing. So once you're learning how to better support someone else, then you won't do it again in the future. Does that make sense? So you make a change. So you know how to better support them the next time they're in a hardship. They'll know what you need and how to best support you through you clearly communicating that and giving them some direction. Right. And not being afraid to ask for what you need because no one's going to know unless you tell them. Like, again, that person could be thinking they're helping you and helping you push through something when really that's not what you need at that time. Yep. Absolutely. You're helping them learn about you and how to best support you. And you're the expert on you. So, you know, if we're the experts on ourselves, it's our job, in my opinion, to help other people learn. We assume this negative intent sometimes. I mean, really, it could be ignorance and it could just be like they don't know they're lacking in knowledge on how to best support you through these times. So now if you're not giving yourself enough grace, let's say, I actually think that tapping into that inner dialogue of yours is something that can really help. 
So if you haven't already, check back to our episode last week where we really dive into this because again, positive self-talk, very powerful. (laughs) And also thinking about it too, a lot of preventing or coping with toxic positivity is boundary work. And at this point, we also have an episode, you know, for that too as well from a few weeks back. Look at us go. I know. We're so intertwined. But yeah, you're right. The episode we did last week is actually super helpful. I feel like it. this one kind of piggybacks off it. So if we just talked about, you know, that positive self-talk. So now here we are trying to make sure that it doesn't, be- it doesn't become toxic positivity, you know, being aware of that so that you can give yourself grace in a healthy way. With the phrase toxic positivity showing up all over the place, we hope that us having a conversation about it here was helpful. So next week, first of all, we can't wait for Caitlin to come back with us, our third P in the pod. (laughs) And second, we have another great topic coming up. Hey, I realized we are three P's in a podcast. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I love it even more. (laughs) Gosh, I should be a comedian. But anyways, yes. (laughs) Next week, we are back all three of us in action, and we are going to be talking about how to support children and students over the summer. It'll be a good one for sure. Remember to DM us at Mental Health and You on Instagram to tell us what you think of today's episode. Have a great week, everyone. (laughs) 